You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend as it was uh, packed with a win. Hey, how about that? Finally get to have a podcast after three straight losses of a uh, of a win for the Razorback football team. And it's not a surprise, and honestly, it should have been a win, and it well, it should have been an easy win, and it actually ended up being an easy win. But Arkansas ends up defeating UAPB, the first in-state opponent that they've played since 1944, by a final score of 45-3. to Now, it's kind of weird, because it's like, okay, you see that final score, like, yeah, it makes sense, it's whatever. But the thing is, it was 45 to nothing at halftime. So, you're talking about a pretty staunch difference in the two halves. And that's kind of what uh, I saw in this game. And at least my main takeaway is that Arkansas came out swinging. Scored 17 points in the first quarter, 28 points in the second quarter, 45 nothing on pace for Hogs by 90, as a lot of people alluded and t- pointed out to me. Uh, but it, w- it was just absolute domination. Now, one perfect in the first half, obviously. Or, uh, KJ Jefferson lost a fumble, which you never want to see that. Uh, you know, AJ Green had a, had a muffed kick and, you know, fumbled it there too. You had some penalties there. You know, you had some stuff that wasn't exactly the most clean thing of all time. But hey, it's football. Sometimes those things are going to happen. And sometimes you're going to have big plays downfield and whatnot. But it doesn't matter because, listen, if you're up 45 to nothing at halftime, you can't really complain about too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not many things that you can. Uh, sit back and start uh, saying that, hey, this is wrong, this is bad, this is why it's not changing anything or whatnot. But, I mean, listen, after a game like that, you can't look at it and say, all right, well, Arkansas is going to do this because of the UAPB game in the final four games of the season. Like, I don't think you can take anything away from it in that regard either. It's just a matter of, you know, saying, hey, this is a game to get your people healthy, to get some reps for the second team, get them some practice. You head into a bye week, you got to get healthy. And you got to get ready for that final four-game stretch in SEC play. So it's like, you know, this is exactly what you would want. This is what you would want to see. This is what you would want to be done. And this is how you'd want it all to go down. And so, like, when I was watching this game, I was there at War Memorial, which, first of all, uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff surrounding War Memorial here in just a little bit. But uh, it was perfect weather. I, I mean, the game day weather was perfect. Uh, I think Arkansas coming out uh, very strong in the beginning of the game was a good sign that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. And it was just awesome. And so, you know, one of the things, though, that that I guess, again, it goes back to the main thing. There's a huge drop-off, a huge drop-off between first team and second team and third team. Which, you know, is not surprising because you know that'll be around and that'll be happening in college football games where you have teams that have obviously reasons there's first string. Obviously, there's reasons why uh, there are starters and there are reasons why people are second string. Like, that's not uncommon. I guess I just wasn't expecting it to be that much of a drop off. Listen, if you're up 45 to nothing on UAPB, UAPB is not a good team. They're not a good football team. There were one and five heading into this game. But you would think, okay, well, as bad as they may be, the second stringers for Arkansas can at least still find some success, find some things to do where they could uh, make some things work. And they didn't, at least offensively especially. Like, offensively, it was bad. Malik Hornsby did not look good. 
Uh, and yeah, I think that people are starting to see exactly why he is second string quarterback, why he is not QB one and why KJ Jefferson is QB one. Um, you know, you got to see a few of the running backs like TJ Hammonds, a guy that everyone knows about finally got into a game. What does he do? He fumbles it. So uh, he didn't look good in that regard. Um, you, you know, you just you had some missed blocks. And, of course, UAPB was sending a lot of people on the second string just to try to uh, provide pressure. But that offense did not look good, uh, the second string. Didn't. Now, defensively, they did all right because, uh, obviously, they only held them to three points the entire game. And so they did just fine in that regard. But I think that was probably the main takeaway I had in this game is that Arkansas starters are good. You know, K.J. Jefferson is QB1 for sure. Traylon Burks is still a cheat code. I mean, the guy just does everything well. Uh, I, I really like the game from Dominique Johnson, which he only had six carries for 91 yards and 15 yards per per carry. I feel like he needs to get the ball more, honestly. Uh, I love Rocket Sanders. And, and Traylon Smith is fine, too. But it's like Dominique Johnson, I just, I've always felt like every time he's in the game, he does good things. And maybe that's just me or maybe uh, – you know, I haven't been watching or paying close attention to it, but it certainly seems like he has been deserving of getting a lot more carries. He's a big back. He's big. He's got some speed. You know, he kind of reminds me of uh, at least the way he looks like a Ronnie Wingo, you know, about 6'2", 6'3", but, uh, you know, bigger. And this guy's got some speed too, so I'd like to see more out of him. But uh, the running backs were solid. Finally got to see a punt return for a touchdown for the first time since 2012 in the Cotton Bowl. Nathan Perotti, just like we all thought, would be the first guy to return a punt for a touchdown uh, for Arkansas in that in that span of time. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see the special teams have a, have a big positive play like that as well. But overall, again, you can't take much from the game. You can't just sit back and say, well, this is why it's going to be better. Or this is why it's going to be worse. They did what they were supposed to do. And for a change, that's kind of nice because in previous years, you haven't always had that luxury. But this was blowout city from beginning to end. It wasn't close. You did your job. Head into the bye week. Get healthy. Get ready for that final four-game stretch. And let's go out there and let's let's get us let's get us nine wins, huh? Finish the season 4-0. Get us nine wins. You'll beat Bama for sure, right? I don't know. At least I have the confidence to do it. That's what I'm talking about. College football fanatics, yeah, I know you've heard of prize picks. I've been talking about it. It's the Daily Fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will love it, too. It's the leader in college sports Daily Fantasy, and they offer any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns to interceptions thrown, no matter what it is. And all of you that deposit today, you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 as long as you use the promo code Locked on. You can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And PrizePix offers safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com and use promo code Locked On and go to the App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is the daily fantasy made easy. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, I want to talk about all the things surrounding the Arkansas and UAPB game. And when I mean surrounding, I'm talking about the atmosphere, War Memorial Stadium, the energy, and some of the stuff that went on besides the game itself. Uh, first off, I was a little disappointed with the crowd. I know it's UAPB, and I know it's at 11 a.m. Like, I, I, I'm not expecting to capacity for any game at that point in time. But... I wasn't expecting to see as many empty, majorly empty sections like I did in this game. This is the one game you have in Little Rock. This is the one game at War Memorial Stadium 
that you'll be able to have this year. And it's against an in-state opponent, which, again, I know it's not a quality opponent compared to what, you know, Fayetteville's getting, but it's still a historic game. And it was a beautiful day. Like, the weather was perfect outside. This is a game that a lot of people have been looking forward to. And yet, when you get into the game and, uh, you know, kickoff already starts, there's a lot of empty seats. Major, big, large, empty sections. I was disappointed in that. Uh, I had a lot of people that were tweeting at me complaining about the food lines. Like, to get drinks was okay, but the food lines were insanity. Like, there was a woman that was sitting behind me that she said that she got into the game five minutes before kickoff, and she didn't get back to her seat after getting food till after the first quarter. Like, that's unacceptable. That is absolutely unacceptable. Um, the tailgating scene was good. You know, the energy was there, and there was a lot of people. In fact, a lot of people just went outside and tailgate instead of coming into the game. Uh, but, you know, there was there was a lot of uh, tailgating atmosphere there. But I also got a complaint from a lot of people saying that, and I saw it too, that in the places where people were supposed to drive, there were just people that set up their tailgate tents there. Like, they didn't get a tailgating pass or anything, but they just set up in the middle of the roadway. Why? Well, because no one was going to tell them otherwise, and they didn't. No one really cared about what was going on, it seemed like. Um, so that was frustrating, uh, I know, for people, too. And, again, I, you, I've, I've talked about last week about my feelings on games and War Memorial Stadium and all of that. And I know that, uh, you know, I'm living here in Little Rock, and there's a lot of people that feel strongly about the game in Little Rock. And I don't, I'm not blaming you or have, taking issue with how you feel at all. Like, that's not what I'm doing. It's just things like that is just going to keep the game from continuing on there. Where it's like you get your one game. You get your one game to do it, and that's the showing you give. It's not That's not good. But I was really disappointed with that. I was really disappointed to see how it all went down and how it was just so blah. But one thing that I was not disappointed with was the fact that the UAPB band got to perform at halftime. And now, that was something I think everybody was looking forward to. In fact, the mass exodus from the game didn't occur until after the halftime performances were done. And for somebody that, like, I don't care necessarily about the marching band. Like, I understand that it's a, you know, thing that's part of college football and you got to have them there and all that. But I don't know. I just feel like Arkansas's band is very generic. It's it's just a, eh, you got to be there because it's college football. But, and to those of you listening are probably in the band, you're going to take really big offense to this. But it just seems like, I mean, you're fine. It's fine. But no, you don't do anything special. There's nothing unique necessarily about them. And the halftime performances kind of seem generic. Again, that's the best way I can I, I can put it. But when UAPB band got out there and they started doing their thing, I mean, everybody was into it. Razorback fans were into it. They were going crazy for it. And so I uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the energy that they put into it. And it was funny. They did like this dual band thing and... A lot more people were enjoying the UAPB band, more so than the UA band. And I would hope that maybe that wakes up the UA band and say, okay, we need to up our game. Like, we just got embarrassed out there on the field. Like, even though Arkansas football embarrassed UAPB football, the marching band for UAPB embarrassed the University of Arkansas band. Like, it wasn't even close. And so, that was was pretty fun part of the game itself. Uh, But, again, this... This game's being in Little Rock. I know they're going to continue on. And in 2025, I think 2025 will be the last one against Arkansas State. 
I could be wrong. Maybe something drastic could change. You know, I'm never going to say never, I guess. But if I'm betting, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to say that that's the last game at War Memorial. Uh, how much money it's costing. Uh, the atmosphere was dead. Like, there was no energy. Like, the tailgating energy was there, but the atmosphere in the stadium was not there. Like, even on big plays and stuff, it was fine. But it was like, eh. And then it was like, eh, it's third down. This is early in the game, too. Because, again, I know if it's blow up, but it's third down. Eh. So, you just... It wasn't very fun. <laughs> uh, it wasn't very fun. In fact, my buddy, who I was there with, who grew up in Little Rock, grew up going to War Memorial Stadium games. Like he, that's, and he's always been a proponent of that. He even said, he's like, I didn't, I don't enjoy any of this. I'm not enjoying this at all. So, uh, again, if you all enjoyed it, if you all had a good time, that's all that matters because that was fun. But I know a lot of people did not, and I think a lot of people are just glad that it's over and they don't have to go back to Little Rock again uh, this season for Razorback football games. Built Bar, telling you about it, it's the best-tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried it by now, you're missing out. It's the protein bar that I use. In fact, I already ate one this morning. It was incredible because they have so many different flavors to choose from. They're low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, high in protein, so all the healthy benefits. And the thing is is that you can find the flavor that you like the most and choose that one. I promise you'll not be disappointed because it's got the great healthiness of it but tastes like a candy bar, so you know it's good. And this month, Bill Bar is going to be coming out with a new time, limited-time flavor every three to four days. So check their website off, and you won't want to miss out. Head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, you know, the Razorback basketball game happened, or, or an exhibition game, I should say, over the weekend. Uh, and it wasn't really that pretty. Like it was, you know, Arkansas was down for a good bit of the game. And, you know, it's like, what what can you really take from it? Arkansas only won by three points uh, in 77 to 74 against East Central. And it just wasn't a clean game, wasn't a very pretty game, but hey, you got the win. And it doesn't matter even if you lost because, you know, it's exhibition. This is what these teams are supposed to be about and all that. Uh, Eric Musselman said after the game, he was kind of shocked about how winded his team was and how out of shape they were. So they're going to remedy that. He says some guys have been dealing with some injuries that you could tell it's going to take them a little bit more to acclimate. Uh, maybe there's some nerves to go along with it as well. But either way, uh, it was definitely one of those things that was uh, pretty, pretty nasty, pretty nasty to see. But still, uh, an enjoyable game nonetheless uh, for, for, because you ended up with a win and you got to see some good things too. But the thing is, is that unless you got to go to the game, you didn't get to see it. It was not streaming anywhere. Not only was it not streaming anywhere or even on TV, even radio didn't play it. Didn't have the game. Like the only way you can know that this game existed was because of the Twitter accounts of Arkansas and putting out some stats. Like that's all you were able to do. That's all you were able to see. And so I think it was funny because I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, well, I know this is happening. I know that's not going to be on. So ES Pinto, I think is how I think is how we can put it. It says ES Pinto, uh, where he has done this before many times. He's done it at the Litterock games and, and all that when games aren't on TV or on radio, or at least not on TV, he's been able to live stream it on Twitter to be able to show the people. And it's never been a problem. He's always done it. And he's always been appreciative. And I was even watching it for a bit because it's like, hey, that's the only way you can watch the game. 
Well, someone narked on him, and he had the UAPB or UAPB UAPD uh, come up to him and walk up to him and be like, "Hey, hey, man, you got to either turn that off or you got to leave. You're not allowed to stream." And of course, Pinto laughed about. It. I was like, "All right, I'm going to do both. I don't want to be here." So uh, he ended up uh, leaving. But it was just so dumb. First off, because like somebody I guess was talking about all the issues, and like everyone was replying to all the Razorback basketball tweets saying, you know, hashtag free Pinto. And so that was really funny to see. But like that's never been a problem before. It hasn't been. Like ES Pinto has done it for numerous times that I can remember. I like many games for many years. Like this is not anything new. This is the only time he's ever gotten shut down. And so I have my theories behind why they got shut down. There's probably some new people that are in the mix that probably don't want him having uh, you know, the ability to stream the game, even though SEC and all that, the rights belong to them. I know that. And the SEC would be upset. That would be the problem. But here's the thing. It's always been kind of like a don't ask, don't tell. Unless the SEC comes after Pinto, then it's fine. But only this time is that they cared. This is the time that they actually went up and put a stop to it. So again, I have my theories that there are probably some new people there that are watching out for that and saying, hey, hey, he can't do that. If we're not allowed to do it, he can't do it either. Like, 100%, that was what was going on. So that was really lame, and uh, we're all on hashtag free Pinto uh, for that as well. I just thought it was so dumb. And I had somebody that were pretending, he's like, a fan is the one that, rep- that turned him in. It was a fan that turned him in to keep him. I'm like, I know Razorback fans, and I know that people are, are insane, but I sincerely doubt that a, a, a Razorback fan sits down with his hot dog and his popcorn getting ready to watch the game. And he's enjoying himself. He's just hanging out. And then during the game, he checks Twitter. And he sees that there's this guy named Pinto479 that's live streaming the game on Twitter. And he drops his popcorn and he grabs his pearl necklace. And, oh, I can't believe this is going on. Where is this man? Who is streaming? And then he finds him up in the stands. And he says, that guy can't do that. He can't be broadcasting these games. Those rights belong to the SEC and ESPN. He doesn't have the authorization to go up there and stream these games. I'm not taking this sitting down. I will not stand for this. Uh, Excuse me, security, security. That man up there, he is streaming the game on his phone. He doesn't have the right to do that. Shut him down. Shut him down completely. That is unacceptable behavior here at Bud Walton Arena. There is not a fan in the world that would have done something like that because no fan actually cares that much. No fan gives a rip about that. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't, like no one even knows. No one don't know. Like no common fan knows who has the streaming rights or the broadcasting rights to the game. This old boy wants to go up there and try to shut down Pinto, please. This was not a fan. This was not anybody that turned him in. It was somebody that either works for the U of A or somebody, I think somebody more involved with the U of A uh, that probably put a stop to this. Because, again, it's never been a problem before, but only this time did it become a problem. No, that was really dumb. Free Pinto, though. We're all on Team Pinto for this and appreciate his efforts nonetheless. And appreciate all of you listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 